Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. How is the sound through this? Because this might have to be the setup. That's lovely. Oh, there you go. I, I honestly, I think like wired earphones with a little mic, surprisingly good. It's a freaking ripoff. The whole microphone podcasting <laughs> industry is a lie. The freaking lie. I got these from a gas station in Idaho. Oh, how on. not to know what you know. How to not know what you know. <laughs> yeah, how to not know what you know. Is it how to know what you don't know? I mean, I think you've written it, so... So How to put yourself in the mindset of someone who... Of a beginner, I've got you. Actually, this is a very relevant conversation to recently I had with with one of our clients who's a a BJJ instructor at a very high level. There's a QA. and a Someone was asking how to improve his BJJ technique, and Johnny, with a very straight face, delivered the answer. What was the answer, do you remember? Uh, If you want to find out, listeners, go to our Instagram at propane fitness and watch through the archive of stories that we have. Amazing. Really good old stories. Before we get into how to not know what, how to get into the beginner mindset, I'm going to say it for that sake. Also, I'm just going to say silly sentences for the rest of the podcast. Before we do that, I want to try out a new section of the podcast called what would a business guru say if they were jacked? Okay. Which I would probably work on that title because I just came up with it now and it's not very good. But the concept is basically if if a certain figure in history or current alive now was instead of their billionaire self, a personal trainer, what would their strategy be? And I'm going to ask you if this, I don't know, it could be very difficult to answer. We've never done it before. So I'm going to start with a pretty, everyone knows them, Elon Musk. If Elon Musk was a personal trainer how would he go about his day-to-day or what would his strategy be do you think yusuf that's a difficult question wow (laughs) put on the spot so hard because i don't know much about elon musk but (laughs) i would say probably he seems like the kind of guy that would do two a days like he'd train twice a day he'd have a really complicated split like, oh no! So not if he was training himself. If he was training he other was people, what would his people? What would his coaching business model be? That's my question. Oh, okay, it would be some kind of extreme blood flow restriction, myo reps style training that he'd recommend oh. for Doris, who's the, mu- the Musk method. The Musk method. Yeah, it, it'll it would be extremely like science based, mm-hmm. probably a bit experimental stuff that maybe he'd be all about like the creatine ethyl ester and yeah injecting arginine into your scrotum before you train and all, all these things which are like there's maybe been one case study on it and he's yeah yeah, yeah sure sounds good i've done kind of innovation here yeah actually so i think he'd be like how to get jacked on mars 
that would be his whole angle would be how to be strong in space i don't know i'm sorry to let you down you'd be more jacked your pbs would be yeah you'd be able to lift like 60 kilos and get massive with it that'd be great then you come back to earth and just freaking i don't know if you would come back to earth I don't know if in Elon's personal training future, Earth is still a viable place to live. It but like a long journey, doesn't it? Yeah, just to just for like a twenty kilo PB. It'd be so rubbish if you got to Mars and you were like, "Oh, I forgot my toothbrush." <laughs> That's it. Stop. Where's the shop? <laughs> and that, but yeah, so I yeah I agree with you. I think it'd be very tech heavy. I think it'd be a lot of what one. I think he'd do it. He'd be an online coach. There's no way he's doing doing in person stuff. I don't think that's him. Yeah, I, I, he'd be the the kind of app. He'd be the app guy as well, wouldn't he? It would be AI, and it would be AI that comes with like a some kind of EMS stimulation device that you do passively whilst you do other things. I think that would be. I don't know. I don't know if that section was successful, <laughs> but I think it's an interesting thought experiment to have if you're like a personal trainer. Of, oh, how would X do this? And like taking from other industries because I think you can learn a lot. Yeah, I think you'll have more success with Johnny on that one. Um, but <laughs> well, he's a bit more guru-y business-wise. Yeah, he's more au fait with the, with the business gurus. Well, there you go. So next week, I'm going to ask Johnny, Jeff Bezos, and see what he says. It's going to be interesting. But we're not going to do it on this podcast. We're going to go straight to how do you not know what you don't know? No, how do you, how do you get into the beginner mindset so you can understand where your clients are coming from and where they're at? This is a question that I think we failed at doing for so long. We just did things from our perspective. And as you probably heard us talk about, it's the reason that we misniched for mm-hmm. so many years. Because while we were going after people that we thought would would be they'd be really interested in gaining muscle, losing fat, like learning how to do the the simple things. What ended up happening is we were just attracting other personal trainers that were also interested in nerding out on the stuff that we were. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And it was simply because the stuff that the type of content that we were bothered about was the kind of cherry on top, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Because the, the basic boring stuff had already, we were doing that automatically. And so it didn't seem like something that was worthy of talking about in the content. When you look back, you, th- you think, actually, that is the stuff that, although it comes automatically to you because you might have been doing something long enough to be unconsciously competent at it, you need to reverse that a little bit and say, hang on, if I was a total beginner, I saw someone post a video today coaching a guy to do a squat. And it was clearly, you know when you see someone who looks like a, a baby deer trying to squat like first time they've ever done it before just hunched over but also knees somehow like on tiptoes yeah i do that a lot exactly that whereas if you've been if you're only used to working with athletes for example and then you have a one-on-one session with someone who doesn't know how to hold a barbell yeah you're thinking like hang on i need to really step myself back into like day one when I first got into a gym and and sometimes as well because of the kind of people who become personal trainers they are people who have always been a bit sporty they've always been they've always enjoyed being physical they've got a lot of physical intelligence so you can take someone who's never done a barbell squat before but if they've been if they're a trained golfer they'll probably pick it up within 
30 seconds. They'll watch someone do it and they'll just replicate the movement. Yeah. But we need to remember not everyone is like that. Definitely. And I think like one interesting thing, I think this is like one of the important things about online. I think a genuine benefit of in-person, though there are very few, is that I think you can understand that a bit easier. Like you can see the person shaking and wobbling and all over the shop versus online if you're maybe giving out programming or if you're putting together some coaching materials for a block of programming. I think really understanding that is so important to making that product something that is adhered to, which is because that's the I mean that's the main thing in most of life really, as long as like you turn up and do it <laughs> vaguely correctly yeah. for a long period of time, you'll be fine. But that's I think true. that's if you want to get results with your clients, you have to make it as easy for them to do the thing as possible. And that does depend on your niche as to how, you know, because you don't want to baby someone who's five years into training. You don't want to be like, now here's how you do a squat. You know, yeah, you don't, it's going to frustrate them. But yeah. this is why I guess what you're saying there is you need to narrow that feedback loop as much as possible. In person, mm -hmm. that the feedback loop is close to zero because you're with them. You can see them doing stuff wrong and you can correct them as, as they go along. And you can use tactile cues and a broomstick along the spine and all those kind of tools. Mm -hmm. But online, it's you've got to be careful with it. It's possible. we've Before we routinely would make sure that people sent us technique videos, which looking back, I can't believe we, we didn't for a while. But you could have someone that you've been working with for several weeks and they send you a technique video and you see them doing an exercise completely wrong. And you're like, oh, how long have you been doing that for? <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's like an important part of the online is making sure that is covered. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, just send us a PDF of programming. I think that's a lot of people's idea of what online is. It's not what it should be, but I think it's what some people's idea of it is. And I think that's like a, yeah, it's important to, as you said, basically just say what you said, but have that feedback loop. Have, and also to meet your client base at the level that they're at. And yeah. generally, though, not per person, because you'll run into too much kind of per client specifics. Now, you should allow them to ask questions and stuff like that. It's not like you tell them to go away. But in terms of when you're designing the program, I think having a general level in mind. So, for example, even in the, so even in the, the propane protocol, which is an amazing program, I think it probably is best suited for people that are maybe two years into their journey. It depends, though. It does depend, because you also have a beginner version, too. But the way that we've even positioned the technique videos, they're there, but they're not like a have to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I think like a lot of, so much so, back to the conversation that I was having with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artist, like she knows so much. It's like clear, like you could just tell the way she speaks about things, how much knowledge she has about the subject. But that was overwhelming her when she was putting together her coaching material. And I think the biggest, the most important thing about delivering the coaching material online is just putting stuff in the right order. That is, if you can put any, everything in the right order, which sounds very simple, but is very difficult to do, then that's how you make the online coaching work. Minimizing the number of questions that go back and forth where you're like, oh, no, but I do have something on that, but it comes later and you, you need to preempt what is the order that someone is going to encounter problems in. And as you say about sending a PDF, for you and I, if someone sent us a PDF workout program, we'd go away and do it, no problems. Yeah. But for many people... They're like, what's this? What's a chest-supported row? What's a... Yeah, so you've written a two, then like a, a line, then an X. Yeah. <laughs> then, a, then a line, then a two. What does this mean? Exactly. There's, there's so many yeah. assumptions. Or pe people mixing up the sets and reps, and they're doing five sets yeah. 
10 sets of two 10 sets of two or something yeah, yeah. so th- these are all things that the the way to get around this is one to develop your empathy and as you say chat with people who are in your niche with no agenda just people who are and, and a lot of this is just time under tension of just speaking to people who you would be working with understand their fears their frustrations what they know what they don't know but also document everything that you do even stuff cool. that you think is obvious eventually if you do this enough and you're using an external brain and I, I would recommend if you're starting out and you haven't got an external brain system i would actually look at <laughs> that's so presumptive not many people have an external brain system <laughs> um, so that, now, that's an example of not knowing where most people are at <laughs> oh, well, well there we go yeah In the, i so yeah I, I was probably introduced to the external brain by you by the use yeah, of ai <laughs> by a previous version of me that has um, documented it somewhere and so it will massively save the amount of time that you're spending replicating explanations and things and this can be done i would say nowadays do it with obsidian that's obsidian as in the rock dot md that's an app for mac that basically i think if you if i was starting out now that's that's the one i would choose what you can do then is document everything even stuff that basic principles that you think are obvious because by the time they're down in there that's the last time you ever have to to do it you've got these snippets then every concept every idea every mental model that is to do with training or to do with your particular area of expertise that you help your clients with will be somewhere in a snippet in this external brain and and they'll all be linked to each other and you'll have tags and links cross links yeah so this is actually explain a little bit about obsidian because it's a bit more in terms of that, it's very visual in the way that it does that. So it will, sorry, you explain it more. You've got more so experience with that, I think. You're basically, at the root of it, you're creating lots of subatomic parts of ideas and content. The reason that you're doing this is because then in the future, if you need to generate content for someone, if you need to provide an explanation for something, you're never starting from scratch because over time, you've got enough of these things written up that you just, all you're doing is arranging those parts into a coherent format and so what obsidian allows you to do is to create lots of notes but link particular ideas to other notes and to tag ideas that are related to each other and then it draws a graphical relationship between them all so it shows each note as a node or each topic and each tag kind of branches off and attaches to each other so you can basically start to see your brain building of uh, just on paper then mm-hmm. if you say, oh, I need to build a new program, brilliant. Like you've got all those moving parts already and all you need to do is just slot them into the right place and publish a PDF. Exactly. And I, I think like, you know, I, I know, maybe a way of doing this and I don't, we haven't even done this, but a way of doing it might be you, ha- you set like a certain tag for beginner advice and intermediate advice and advanced advice. And then you just have that for each time you, you know, have a conversation with someone, if that's in person, if that's you know, messenger if it's on a q a in your program whatever it is you can put that in the beginner or the intermediate or advanced and then you'll just have a database that you can put together like three different offerings and or maybe it's all a frustration that they have then you can turn that frustration into an ad angle there is so much that you can do with that and having that i, I yeah just having that f- feedback loop in a very realized and massive way i think just stands you to do better than everyone else really because because most people don't have that they just don't yeah it, it's a way to to clarify your communication so that 
and, and minimize the amount of, of work that you have to do. You're no longer building things from scratch. And when you're building something from scratch each time, it's always you're starting from zero, starting from a blank canvas. And that takes longer to do. And it's always going to be just whatever you happen to remember at the time rather than the gold standard of, of each part. So it's not cheating. It's yes, it's using your previous notes and relying on the, your past self. But if you can begin to build on that and then trust your past self even more, you can create something so much faster and better quality than if you were just bashing out programs with an empty Microsoft Word document. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason, and I recently completed the seven-day on-ramp course for online coaching with Propane Fitness. One concern that I had before starting the course was that I don't really have much in the way of a social media following. I spoke to Johnny before enrolling, and he assured me that as long as I had some kind of social media following, I could utilize the tools and techniques. The course was excellent. I found it helpful, engaging, and insightful. It also kept me accountable. Logging in for the lives each day with Johnny, and then having work to do afterwards, it meant I went and got it done and actioned the advice. So by the end of the week, I've gained three paying online clients, and that's having little to no social media following, as well as those clients, I've come away from the course with a newly instilled confidence and clear direction of where I can take my online coaching business in the future. I highly recommend signing up for the course and thanks again to Johnny and Yusuf. But yeah, so I think like obviously that's covering the aspect which is just capturing real conversations that you're having. But from the other perspective of understanding the emotional side of things, do you have any advice for people on that in terms of understanding where a beginner's emotions are at or anything like that? Yeah, so I suppose that's another part of it. And many of the emotional struggles you'll share with your clients, particularly if your niche is past version of you, mm -hmm. but there might be others that you don't. Not everyone has the same battles, the same emotional struggles. You have, And we all have our kind of inherent tendencies. So... You might be someone who's never really struggled with body image issues and sort of body confidence and that, that kind of stuff. But obviously, the more you develop your empathy and the more people that you speak to that are in your niche, the more you realise, oh, actually, this is a serious struggle for some people. And yeah. I can't, ju just because I haven't suffered from this doesn't mean that it isn't worth some attention and really, really understanding what does this stop someone doing? What are the functional problems that body confidence issues might cause someone well could stop them from going to the gym as frequently because they're afraid of being judged it could stop them doing certain exercises or getting started or eating certain things in front of their friends or any of these limiting behaviors and beliefs so it, by understanding the root cause and the emotion that someone's going through you can then start to be a better coach and you can create helpful content within your members area that might also help people to, to navigate those circumstances too yeah no i, I totally agree and I, I think like another great point is that the vast majority of the emotional hang-ups or limiting beliefs really go for every level of person or however deep someone is in their journey I, I think you may not have experienced a specific one yourself like a specific coping mechanism or a specific limiting belief but i think everyone has them probably you even I mean, get like advanced athletes who have got full abs, but they're like, "Oh, I'm fat today," and you're like, "Come yeah, on!" Yeah, no, no, exactly. Or, or even in advanced sports, like people. So, for example, basketball, like people that 
miss free throws in games. Like they get in their own head and they let the pressure get to them. And again, that's not that's not going to be applying to every beginner, but it's more like that you can empathize that. I, I think that's actually one thing, if you can empathize with that, if you can understand that we all have limiting beliefs, that's a step one to get to, to get a grasp of. And then you can, one, look at your own if you're not conscious of what they are, but also turn those into real empathy for why people, because I think a lot of the time there's a lot of like blame if I didn't just follow the program. If I don't follow the program, we're not going to get the results. And it's like, that is true, but what did you do to help them follow the program as easily as possible? Like, how did you present stuff in a way that wasn't intimidating or wasn't too much or was accommodating of certain beliefs or certain frustrations? This is the same kind of mentality that when you meet someone who claims that every one of their 30 ex-girlfriends was a psychopath <laughs> and a, a horrible bitch or whatever, and you're like, hang mm. on, if, it's, if every one of them is maybe there's a common denominator here and so if, yeah. if all of your clients are, are like oh well, they're not sticking to my 12 day a week program that's with 10 by 10 of all movements okay oh it's because they don't want it enough it's because what xyz you're like no like maybe you also need to meet the client in the middle and recognize that they are working within a set of their own lifestyle constraints that and motivations that maybe don't match up with that of a full-time personal trainer. And I think that's a massive way that people can distinguish themselves online. And I think what you did, what Propane Fitness did to help things take off was be incredibly accommodating of certain lifestyle aspects, like a nine-to-five job, but still understanding the mindset of wanting to be like advanced strength-wise or at least towards a more extreme end of like physical strength or body fat or something like that, but being accommodating of the other stuff too. We were slow to pick that up, though, and it, and it yeah. was really only because we'd worked in banking and finance ourselves that we were like, oh, God, this is uh, this is quite a time commitment. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we had to figure out strategies. And therefore, and at the end of the day, yes, you can do these empathy exercises, but if you've experienced the problems yourself, you're going to know them in so much more intimate detail to be able to help someone with them. Like, you can still figure it out by talking to people and understanding your clients and so on, but... The easy route is coaching people who are a few chapters behind you or are yeah. in your demographic, but not as advanced with their training or with their diet or whatever, because you understand their struggles and you've overcome them. Or, or it's someone that you're very close to who's been through those struggles and you understand those struggles. It doesn't have to be that you've done it, but it better be that you understand it really well. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you're being a silly goose. What I've been interested to ask you, Alex, is because you are trained as a fiction writer mm -hmm. i think your empathy muscles have to get pretty strong because you're putting yourself into the mind of characters that you're developing and like you're making people well so i think i don't know i'm still on the journey of being a fiction writer i don't know if i can self-title that quite yet i'm getting there i'm on my way but i think a lot of the way that you look at fictions constructed is most interesting characters have flaws basically all interesting characters have flaws they have kind of some flaws that trip them up and I think that in a coaching, just understanding the importance and the inherently human part of that has been very important for me. I think being a better coach, both as a fitness coach, because from the personal training side of things and empathizing with off weeks and being like, look, I know what you need here. What you, You're panicking because the numbers aren't right this week. But let's look at the last eight weeks because humans, especially in like moments of emotionality, are so of the moment. <laughs> They're so like, ah, everything's crap. There's yeah. so much of that going on. That, so even with a client, for example, being like, well, okay, well, look at the last six weeks of data. 
it's trending the right way. And, and again, it's a certain style of writing that is lauded as literary and all that wanky stuff. <laughs> but a lot of it is about how much you can obscure an emotion but still make it impactful, which is weird to say, but oh, the, so the, the lantern that was broken glass, like we're going to focus on that for a page, but really this woman's crying over here, but that's only said in the sentence, but this lantern makes it blah, blah. Anyway, that's apparently subtle writing. I'm a bit like, I don't know if it's just a fashion thing, Maybe a bit of a digression for a fitness podcast, but I think understanding how emotions are experienced, because it's it's not like when you say, oh, I'm sad, that it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Or, oh, I'm happy, or, oh, I'm frustrated. There's so much more behind whatever that flimsy label is. And yeah, it doesn't happen in a vacuum as well. So you're looking at yeah. a character and you're saying, okay, given their flaws, which are this, and that they're in this situation, how does that situation interact with this person's flaws and what would be their potential behavior how would they be able to cope with that and really as you build a client relationship you start to recognize oh, okay this person doesn't deal well with social occasions and eating yeah. out or they don't deal well when they're stressed at work they tend to eat more so how can we put some barriers in place and preempt that before they yeah and, and i think uh, as a coach you're the kind of calm in the storm that's what you want to be you're like helping, like a ship captain, just steering through a stormy sea. And they're like, fuck, we're going to sink. Ah, we're going to, oh no. Oh my God. Oh, look, there's an iceberg over there. It's fine. We'll steer past the iceberg. It's all good. I've got this, just <laughs> whipping it around the iceberg. But yeah, like, I think that's what you are as the coach. And I think one thing that people might fall into is if they see a lot of emotionality from a client, maybe it's a coping mechanism that they've built themselves. They're like, oh, fuck off. It's your fault. No, that's you, mate. I don't know why I always go Geordie. I'm from Newcastle. I just <laughs> <laughs> Some coaches are very, like, just about the numbers and I'm I'm not here to coach you as a human, which, like, unless you're only, you, if you do that, fine, but you're only going to attract clients who act like, like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such as Johnny. Johnny is, is very much one of those clients, but... Yeah, Johnny is number boy Watson. He is number boy Watson, although actually he's surprisingly, he's got a surprisingly big heart for such a number when he's delivering the coaching. But yes. certainly like the kind of... As a client, he's very... Yeah. yeah. And the, the kind of coach that he def defaults to is wanting to hire Mike Teixeira, for example, someone who's also very quantitative. So I guess that leads me on to the other point of we, we have thinking styles and thinking preferences and we default to certain styles of approach. But that doesn't mean that you're locked into that. And you can build the, the flexibility to, you can be a numbers boy, but you can also train your empathy muscle, for example. Learning to build that kind of emotional flexibility and that versatility with your coaching styles will also help you to be more empathetic, to put yourself in the client's shoes and generally to just give the best customer experience because that's what's gonna make you more profitable, improve your retention long-term, and increase the number of referrals that you get. Yeah, 100%. And then also on the numbers thing, like numbers, I think the reason that people are numbers driven is because numbers to them are a little security blanket. Like it's certainty. And I think people that struggle with certainty love a number because it feels like certainty. It feels like concrete certainty. So even behind data, there's an emotional drive for the way that I think people interact and always understanding that we are emotional little creatures is going to put you in the best place to, you know, deliver some great coaching. Yeah. Wise words. Right. See ya. See ya.
Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.